Hey, everybody, what's going on? Happy Friday. It's Capes and Cows, man. We're back. We are back, and I'm excited to have you guys back with us. We got some stuff to talk about. We got the Batman. Not the Batman, but I guess Batman Brave and the Bold or someone's balls fell off. I don't know what it's called anymore. But uh, but either way, Ben Affleck apparently is rumored to be directing. And that was that was a thing that I think a lot of people were talking about in general, that if it was going to happen, I don't know. We didn't really have a chance to talk about the Ant-Man box office yet. Uh, it still was number one last week, but pretty, I don't know if dismal is the word, but it's 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 fair to say. And people have been talking about the luster kind of being off Marvel. Why is that? I think that'll be a lot of the the majority of what we talk about here today is Marvel. Where, where do they go? Can they pick it back up? Can they get that excitement back? I think that's going to be the majority of it. And the Flash is coming out. CinemaCon, it's it was they're going to screen it. The three of us might be there. We're going to talk about that as well. So that's the majority of the stuff we're really going to get into, and we're glad that you guys are going to join us. If you haven't already, hit that button, man. Look at this. We're almost there. We're we're close to sixty eight thousand, two thousand away to seventy, and you guys can show a little class and help us get there. Spotify, we are on video. And people have been checking out. People get mad now, and then I'll post on Spotify right now, right away. And I love it. I love, I love seeing those comments. Like, hey, why isn't this on Spotify? It gets me excited. I'm not going to lie to you. Not, I'm not being a dick. I'm just saying it makes me go, oh man, I got to put up on Spotify because people, they're Spotify listeners now. I love that. All right, guys, you see Sith Council there. Well, Capes and Cows has our own stuff. Winston usually wears it every week, uh, which is I'm not going to give him crap for it this week. He's not wearing it. Coy never wears it. So um, that's not true. Koi wears it also. But we do. Koi is showing a little class by drinking out of the show class, show some class mug. Winston's got the, the big thing mug. So you can get yourself all of that and more. Help out the show and do it. Show just an ounce of class. And you want to show even more class? Patreon.com slash the big thing show. We're moving some stuff over to the um, the website. But the other thing, I've talked to the guys about this, but what you, what you never really see, you don't ever see me and Winston and Koi in the same room with Roxy and Steph and Mike and Brett and Kate. Well, you're going to see all that. It's going to be an exclusive event that we're going to do to kind of launch the announcements of of the live tour and everything. It's going to be an exclusive event for when we launch the new website. So keep an eye out for that. All right, let's get into it, everybody. Let's talk about the the Batman. I can't wait to talk about it. Let's do it. It's Capes and Cows. Me, Coy, Winston. Let's do it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Capes and Cows, big thing. Myself, Coy Jandro, Winston A. Marshall. We are here. This is us, not the TV show. Lock this up. Great show. Right. Get uh, out of here, Mama. I ain't talking to you no more. He's one of my Batmans, Justin Hartley. This is us. Oh, yeah? Great. He's got a Green Arrow look, but I think he'd be a good Batman, too. He's got a regalness. Oh, no. He's the, the, the actor kid in, uh, in This Is Us. Justin Hartley? He's a little oh, too pretty. Um, Batman's pretty. Walking around all billionaire I playboy. I get I, I, nah, dude. Yeah, I don't I'm not, see that. I'm not, I'm not on board Man, with that one. I'm I sorry, like Corey. I, you know, I'm usually pretty good. I'll tell you what. I, it's not that I don't think he's a good actor. I don't think he's a great actor. He's voiced Batman a couple times. That, that's the inspiration. So I was like, I. this sounds great. <laughs> on this show, in right my, here. No, my bathroom. <laughs> I am Ventress. I am the Knight. Get out of there. (laughs) Why did you say that name? Swear to me. Martha. (laughs) 
it's amazing how Sometimes many times big I, enough. You call yeah. Martha. It's, it's amazing fair. how many times I poop and scream out Martha. <laughs> Welcome it's a back. Force. We're back, everybody. <laughs> um, speaking of Batman, let's just do this. Let's get into it. Let's get right into Batman. It's so, brave in the balls, according yeah, to the intro. Brave in the balls. <laughs> brave in the balls. That one's, right. that one's okay. That one's a lot. Is you that like, okay? I brave in the balls? Yeah, brave in the balls. People bouncy things. Who knows? If they do, then I don't want to do this show anymore. What even are we? No, there's a lot of rumors going around, guys. All right, so this thing, when it comes to Batman... Brave in the Bowl, comic book movie, basically said that it's been rumored for a while that, and that Affleck was talking to James Gunn for to do something. And now that the slate is out there, that people are saying Brave in the Bowl is possible. The former Dark Knight uh, actor could, he was supposed to do the Matt Reeves one that eventually never happened. And Matt Reeves obviously took it over. And then he had his, he had his fair share of, of, um, well, things he had to deal with, personal issues and whatnot, but he seems to be back on track. And now it looks like there's a potential that Affleck could be doing this. And James Gunn was called out because, he, because there hasn't really been any movement on it or anything, too. And, and I guess some guy wrote, not wanting to run DC and not wanting to make a Superman film is, I guess, being a professional liar, to which Gunn then said, neither of those were lies. I was offered Superman, but I did Squad instead. A few, few years later, I wanted to tackle Superman, and I took it on. I didn't want to be the sole CEO of DC, but when they came and offered it to me and Peter, I said yes, because I could focus more on the creative side. So a lot there that we can kind of dive into. And this is, I guess, not just on the Batman side of things, but also on just the DCU side of things. I think the James Gunn quote is really interesting to start because it's um, kind of a testament to like the industry evolves and changes. I think it's really odd that people, eh, I think that's why he deletes his tweets every six months. Like it's so ridiculous to have people be like, well, you said no once you should say no forever. You don't want to do this. You're a professional liar. The Superman thing has been really interesting to me because the timeline, because we had talked about the idea of Superman already being cast and you guys thought I was crazy. And from what I had heard, the reason I thought that was the case is because the Superman script was almost done and then they scrapped it and it looked like James Gunn brought another take and they fast-tracked it. So the slot was there. So Walter Hamada not wanting Cavill to come back, that's old. That's years old. So it could have been a thing where he just like had a script, it was ready to get in and then it evolved into the CEO. But if that's the case, that's really interesting. If you're already the writer, you've already got Saffron on and now you're the CEO, how does that change your duties? How does that change your timing and responsibilities? If he ends up directing this, how, how does, does it that also work change with- your balance on being on, on not giving and, and people going, well, he's clearly going to give himself the majority of the money toward marketing towards his film. You know, he's going to push the stuff that he really wants to the other stuff that maybe should get more marketing. Won't I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not no, telling, no, 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 I'm not no, telling no, you no, that's no, not know, the case, I but know you know, the, it can be, you know, it's going to be no, said. No, no, of course. And my, 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 it's not to say that he couldn't manipulate it that way, but you do realize there are checks and balances to prevent that. He has a co-CEO, for that exact reason, one hundred percent. That doesn't change public opinion. No, no, no that, I know, you know but yeah. people are stupid, and we and we <laughs> we, we know this. I, Internet, I just, no. But I look, man. I I think it just one the the original topic as far as Ben Affleck. I I would love to see him do it. Mm-hmm. I under I understand the idea of like let him play in the sandbox he plays in, but he's proven that he's a good director, and what has made these films, um succeed in any form or fashion is when you bring in talent and let them cook like yeah. that's it like i think of the ryan Kuglers, the russos like the but james gun let them cook in your kitchen right. don't don't give them a, don't don't give them a new kitchen absolutely like their own kitchen and start yeah. a whole business yeah, yeah, yeah. On, with your budget right that's what that's what a lot that's what star wars did uh that's that's what a lot that's what marvel's been doing the last couple movies mm-hmm. and it ain't working stay inside of your own restaurant 
And and I think that that's what they're going to do with Affleck. And I think that they bring bring on someone like Affleck to say, okay, look, what's your take? This is where we want to go with it. This yeah. is the story. Is this story something that you could do? Very similar to what they did with Coogler, with Marvel. And I think that that's because he's wanted to do something and maybe they couldn't, the take that he wanted to do and other things he wanted to do. I think this is a really smart move for not only Guns and Saffron, but I think it's a smart move for Affleck because I think mm-hmm. that out of all the movies, the town is fantastic. Yeah. Argo is fantastic. Gone Baby Gone is my favorite. Gone Baby Gone is incredible. It's my favorite. It is because. It's not, and, and I think he's great in the two movies that. Well, the other one, "Live by Night," is that what it's called. Piece, yeah, uh, saw it once, he, but he wasn't. He he wasn't this one. He was going through his stuff. Uh, yeah, and it felt yeah. like it. Those he, uh, those are removal. He was going through his stuff. I give him a pass on that particular movie because it's it just it's it's not a bad movie. It's just dull. It's it's also just very uh, by the numbers, and like he doesn't direct by the numbers yeah, normally. It's just it, it didn't have that athlete. It didn't have the flair. But what I was say though is that I think that by them doing this and him doing this. He can step back and just be a director yeah. and direct this movie and direct, you know, and I think that if you can get that kind of intensity from the town yeah. and put this in the Brave and the Bold and do that, I think that this could be a really, really special movie. If And and it also, not all of them, because you know there's still going to be that, that that mentality of I'm never going to watch this if Snyder's not involved one way or another. But there's other people who are going to be like, okay, I'm going to give it a shot, but I'm not going to like it. Oh, wait, they got Ben Affleck? All right, Maybe. Maybe I'll give it a shot. Because he does crime so well. Yeah. Like, if you yeah. look at, like, you know, him growing yeah, he up in Boston. the Dunkin' Donuts. And, I mean, this, this is the yeah. guy. He, yeah. he broke in. He started serving coffee. Uh, I, I When you look at what his filmography includes, there's a lot of intense crime. There's a lot of really good performances by already great actors. The town, I'm always so impressed by the, the caliber of work everyone puts in in yeah. that film. There's not a single weak link in that film. So if you've got him doing, like, a crime drama like a Batman, and you've got an entire family, if you've got the Bat family, I want to see someone that can handle an ensemble. And all of his films have great ensembles. Yeah. All of his films have very specific tones that set the one we both give him a pass for but there there's a style to Ben Affleck that he doesn't get enough credit for I think that the town is honestly and this is gonna get a lot of people mad I consider the town our generation's like Godfather Goodfellas crime drama like we don't have crime dramas today like that it, it's but like, a really of, good movie but I, I what, what, what is I, like that I, of the I would last be 20 I would years? be part of those people like give, give you some <laughs> in stuff the last 20 years much. what other crime dramas are up to that scale heat but but he, he best from 95 he, not, yeah that's I know what what crime dramas in the last 10 15 years are, are yeah, as good as the town this i mean this inception that's a sci-fi that story. is it's a science crime, crime. crime. It's, it's got is. it's got crime in it it's, that is that they're stealing information the winter soldier has crime in it <laughs> well, you I mean, can almost anything there's Ant- crime Ant- Ant-Man's a crime that's a crime Ant- drama that's a crime comedy when you think about interstellar you go man that crime i know this that is interstellar <laughs> inception oh sorry still i'm sure yes yes you are having to pull a full ocean it is a heist film but a crime and heist are different tones it's, it, I, I know what you're talking about. You're talking, right. you're talking about full talking on about, drama. You're talking, yeah. like, you're talking like mob mentality. Exactly. Okay. And I'm it's, saying the town I'd say, is I'd between. I'd say it's in the conversation as far. I think you got to take it easy. I with mean, I'm definitely Godfather from Boston. And, I understand and all that stuff but. too. But I think, I, but I think that I, I hear what you're saying. It's a great movie. I'll watch the town before I watch Godfather. Like I'll watch the town five times out of six. Like it's if a, you watch it's a good me. movie, but it's not. I mean, I'll you're, you're, only give you that you're because of your how you, you are. You really are. I will only give you that because the town isn't like three and a half hours. Oh, it? the director's cut is those dope sell. Well, I haven't seen the director's so cut. The regular cuts, the Goodfellas. The director's cuts, the Godfather. That's what I'm saying. Like the I full just, immersive cut. I, I just like like I love the Godfather. It's in my top ten films of all time. I have to really be in the mood because sure. that's yeah. three and a half hours of my life. Look, so, but I want a point, three hours. Point at all this is that this is this is a good person to have direct this movie. Yeah, because I. think think that it does bring in a little bit more and 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 what's his face to what's the new robin's name damien 
Yeah, Damian Wayne. Wayne. So Damian Wayne is going to be a newer character that needs to pop, and it's going to be probably a newer actor. And what I always like about whether it's Andy Serkis or, or whoever's directing, I like when an actor, an actor's a good director was an actor who can work with other actors, yeah. especially newer actors, because it's not just that technical thing. It's like listening and understanding and, and collaborating with the actor's performance. And I think you're going to need that because I don't want to, and this will go into our conversation with Marvel. The problem with superhero movies that you're going to lose people with is when it starts to become um, style over substance. Right. And when it comes to like, like again, and I, and I have no qualms about it. I like, I enjoyed watching Ant-Man. I sure. enjoyed what, do I think it's a great movie? I don't. Do I think it's a good movie? Mm. But I think it's, it was, in, I enjoyed watching it. But I can acknowledge that it's also a pure volume CGI spectacle that lost what Marvel was, was made special. And DC cannot afford to do that. They need to fire into the great characters that they've had in the past mm-hmm. and, and really dive deep into it, into the relationship between Damien and Bruce, which right. it should be. And, yeah, give me a big – that's what I told you guys with The Batman. I really love that movie. It's a really good movie. I've watched it again. My biggest gripe with it is the ending because mm-hmm. and it's and it's not because it's not good. It is, but it's like the whole movie is this David Fincher type movie right. that I'm so invested in that the end like well we have to have a Batman type of feel at the right. end. And it's the most Batman out of the entire he's thing. fighting all of the, you're saying he's fighting all of the, yeah, it's the just, Riddler it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a big it's like in Penn Station River. It's like it's that big piece and it's a necessary piece to have. I get it, but I'm just saying there was the one thing that the spectacle is losing me. What sh- what they should have mm-hmm. done honestly and I think it felt like he was leaning into that a little bit, but it just didn't connect the dots quite as well. You should have had more of a Dark Knight Batman. So, like, when he ends up invading the construction site. But while that's happening, you're still having to kind of deal with, like, the boats deciding where they're going to blow each other up, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, you're sorry, yeah, right, 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 right. Stuff like, yeah, like, it, exactly. It went a little too Batman's going to beat up the bad yeah, guys and, now. and, like, yeah. look, and I get it. And, it. and it worked for the movie. Yeah. It worked for the movie. But I'm just telling you that I think that because there's been so many superhero movies and mm-hmm. there's so much... In the comic book genre, enjoying the not that part of them. Yeah, yeah. I get. The, I like my favorite character in Ant Man was uh, Dust Mulchin because it felt outside of like the movie. Yeah, and it was fun and it, weird. It's the character development, and that's why I'm enjoying the TV shows for a lot of these things. TV to me, in general, not just for Star Wars and Marvel. TV in general is better than than movies for me. As far as a storytelling device, dude, I just started shrinking, and it's, it's like good. the best it's, stuff. It's you really just good. Started, yeah, you, I'm like, you I watched five in a day. My, uh, my, I got obsessed. I'm like my, two my, episodes. My, my, it's incredible. It, oh, I love it. My yeah. my teacher's in it, so that's oh, why. That's why I was. She's um the OCD patient. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she when she told us, I was like, right, I guess I'm. Like, oh, this show is amazing. It's, I was, but it's, like that's what good. we're living in. Is yeah. this golden age of TV has continued? But I feel like so when the golden age of TV started with your your Sopranos and your Breaking Bad, I feel like film was still keeping up. I, I, and I feel like something happened in the last, like, five years that the golden age of TV has taken a lot of the talent. And now the well, movies don't feel the same because we've gotten into the They still get space. the talent, Coy, but the problem is that they, they still get the talent. The problem is they rely because they have to on spectacle in the Because theater. everything's watching TV if it, you're home. And it's not – yeah, and because if you're paying money – Because what they want to do is they, they, they expect, okay, we're paying $200 million to make a movie, which I think, first of all, stop with these big budgets. But they go and they make these $200 million movies, yep. and then you go and you're like, okay, well, if they're spending the money to see it, we got to give them this big, huge That's spectacle to go. And it's not why everyone is going. And it, and the problem is you can you only have two hours to tell the story. Right. right. So you really only have – got to have like two big – 
massive set pieces, right? Something that happens right around the middle yep. and, and something that happens right around the end. And that you and that's going to take in 45 minutes of the movie. So yeah. you really have like an hour and 10 minutes to tell the whole story. And, well, and that to me is the problem. If you're going to... One, because now with all the streaming services and they're doing their own movies, so God knows how many different Netflix right. movies have come out and everything right. else, you flooded the market. But then yep. what what studios need to do, and especially comic book movies, but what studios need to do is they need to go and they need to look at the films that over the last few years, yes, I know the pandemic screwed a lot of stuff up, but you need to look at the stuff that has been ultra successful. You need to look at the... What's Dune. The, yeah. You need to look at yeah. Dune. Great you example. To, you need to look at... Um, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yep. You need to look at, um, there was one other major one, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yep. You need to look at how those are, have your set pieces. But remember, have, but but remember this though, when you, the, even Dune, the example I gave, and Everything Everywhere All at Once, they're, success, they're successful because of the money that they all they, they cost to make the right? ratio, no, 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 I the ratio. Get, I, sure. I, agree, I agree with you, but you're, but you're also focusing on character. The last one I was going to give is Get Out. Like mm-hmm. those are the those are the major ones that I think of that like came to, out of what seems like obscurity, maybe not Dune, but the other three yep. came out of obscurity, did it on shoestring budgets more or less, but they focused so much on, on story, actually right, telling yeah. the story and mm-hmm. focusing on those characters that it brought the rest of it out. Yeah, I honestly think this Oscar season is the counter blockbuster fatigue Oscar season. Like if you look at the movies that are nominated, there's a lot of stuff. Top Gun being the exception, but Top Gun's a great story. Dude, but the, the but Oscars the, they never get nominated. But but I'm just saying like the things we're drawn to. I, I've been more captivated by the Oscars this year than I've had in five because I'm like oh counter programming. Well, I can definitely say this for for my years with. You know the reviews with, with Mark uh, and the stuff. I always looked forward to the Oscar movies that came out. I didn't really, to be honest, I don't care about the Oscars themselves, but the the movies themselves because that's where you get the most quality as far as storytelling goes, as far as character building and, and development, and great performances. You get it in that. And what I thought a movie like we just mentioned before, The Inception, what Inception did so well was that it combined all of that stuff in a very thinking blockbuster, yeah. which I think changed the game in a bit too. And then that's why I like the first three phases of Marvel. There's a lot of stuff inside of Marvel that is like, Winter Soldier is a great character building piece and they've lost that. Marvel has lost that completely. They, yeah. It's it's gone and it can come back, but it's gone. And I think that Spider-Man No Way Home had it. Yeah, I think now yeah. it's the exception, not the rule. And it yeah. used to be the rule. It's it's like, look it, at Shang-Chi. I'm sorry. Right. Shang-Chi is an example of a movie to me, the stuff I love about Shang-Chi is the stuff with him and his dad and his mm-hmm. family. The stuff with the dragons and everything else, too. I'm like, ah, I, I fast, I don't care about it. The I'm like, it's, first it's two boring. acts of that film are what Marvel Phase 1 was. Yes. And then the third act of that film was what Marvel Phase 4 was. 100%. And that brings the 100%. average down for me, right? Like, so I, I consider the first two acts of Shang-Chi like almost four and a half star, like up good. there. It's great. But because the third act felt like a three star, it drops it to that like B yeah. plus. It's and forgettable to me. The third, yeah. yeah and and what act. worries me is that in phase one through three, the bold swings they were taking, they had the wiggle to. Now expectations are so high for the stuff in the third act. I don't know if they know how to balance, the, uh, the clearly they didn't in phase four, how to balance those scales anymore. Yeah. Because even the two we just mentioned, No Way Home, I think is the one that's done it. But that was like Sony, Marvel having to juggle a hundred variables. Yeah. The only one that I put in that same echelon is Shang-Chi and that's two thirds of it. Yeah, I don't think there's a single Phase 4 I, film that's up to par. No, I think what happens, though, and I think that what makes me nervous when I see... I saw a comment like this today, because we just had Katie Sackhoff on for Mandalorian, right? Mm-hmm. And and I saw a comment talking, because we had mentioned Andor inside of that episode, and I saw somebody write the, the comment that I see that I just kind of go... Oh, where it's like, uh, Andor was boring to me, didn't have enough action. 
And I'm like, that's what the note is that, that the studio gets nervous about. And they see those types of comments and they go, well, if we, don't, if, if, if we can't get people to follow along to it and we just develop an actual storytelling and development, people are going to go, there's, it's boring, there's not enough action, and they're not going to buy the ticket. And that's what happens. I, I can understand that and I can understand that concern. But then I look back and I look at Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon. Right, sure, there right. is action in there, but yeah. that is... Five percent of that show, literally. The, I, I want to think of like the most action that really came out of House of the Dragon was the dragon in midair dragon fight. Right, that's maybe the most that came out. And of it was that. amazing, and, and, be, and because of that, though, see, that's the thing. When you lead up to a, a, a scene, just like the one you're just mentioning for House of the Dragon, the reason why that particular scene, without spoiling anything, is so impactful is because of all of the development leading up to it. If that just happens in episode one or two. Instead, you go, oh, that was a cool scene. But you don't have, I, right. I, it was when I had a reaction to it. I, I, that's one of the few ones that I, normally when I react to stuff, I'm just, I, I don't overdo it because yeah. I don't, it's not me. I just, I just kind of watch and go, okay, I'll make a, cr- a couple cracks. I'm going, no, no, because I was invested. Yeah. And like the problem, and that's why I always say, like, when people are like, oh, don't you think Obi Wan should have been a movie? No, I think it should have better writing. Like, because I still think that you, the investment of it, because you cram everything together in two hours. It's also why I think Uncharted, even though it made a lot of money, terrible, terrible decision to not make that a, 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 a series. You could have made a Nathan, especially all the games that you had, you could have made, especially look at what The Last of Us has done. I, I, but see, the, the funny thing is, that's actually the element of where... I think they need to stop attempting to make video game movies. That's right. It's serialized um, like comic books. Be, comic be, books, they've made it work because they've made it the event thing. It, and le- exactly. And unless you're going to go straight Harry Potter with it, mm. because it's the same thing where you just had, and even that had to strip its content. It did, but at least it made eight movies. No, no, right. But again, off of eight books, but then you even had to True. strip that down. 100%. It's yeah. the same thing with video games. What people don't realize is video games tend to take somewhere between 40 to right. 80 hours to complete. That's a lot of content to try and smush into a two hour Again, movie. Last of Us is yeah. working. But I also think a thing we haven't brought up is that the movies you gave examples of and the movies I think, including Winter Soldier, that work in Marvel are the action is storytelling. And I feel like that's what we've lost. It's like yes. now we have yes. storytelling cut to the action. Yeah. When you have storytelling, work, like look at everything everywhere. That is a great example of, oh my God, how did they make this insane cacophony of sight and sound storytelling? Look at The Matrix. The that's Matrix right. is maybe the best example and of all time. It's the same example with everything everywhere it's like because you're invested in it because you set her up and where she is in her life and how she feels kind of insignificant and all these things that are happening to her with her family and the relationship with her dad and her husband and her daughter and all of that and then you combine it into this crazy spectacle and it has impact because you care about the characters and, and then you can like, make butt plug jokes yeah, you're right there. you're 100 like, you right. tell at the same time you go right, right away but right. you're well i was gonna say you you even brought up the winter soldier and and i think you want to talk about again the action set pieces just further developing the character. I think specifically about like Bucky and the knife drop yes. situation. That was a moment that when it happened, you went, "Oh, wait a, oh my right. god!" Yeah. Like it, the action is the action in action movies is very similar. I remember, I remember uh, my my college professor telling me this: the action in action movies or the action in plays is very similar to songs in musicals. The song is not why you're there. It's what people remember when they walk out of it, but the song is supposed to be an extension of I can't express my feelings right. anymore, so I have to sing it. Right. Yeah. The same thing needs to be true about action. The action shouldn't just be there for action's sake. It should be like we can't settle this with words anymore, so I got to go with your. And face. there's a reason. I mean, like look at the raid, right? Like yeah. the raid is a movie where like even every single action piece, even though it's it's like this 
extraordinary, crazy choreography. There's emotion behind it. There's a meaning yeah. for it. Like in this, in the raid two, there's that, that whole prison scene of how he breaks out and the, the desperation to try to get out and like that. That and yes, you can do that and tell a sign. Almost is exactly right. It's like a musical, but like that's the stuff that's been lost. And even like we use the example of the Winter Soldier, um, it's because. They treated the first three phases of Marvel like a full-on television show. Now, it's funny. That's the criticism it's getting today. Wow. That it seems like a television show. Yeah, but they're not doing the same thing the way that they did. It doesn't feel like they have the third act mapped. No, or because if you look at, well, look at look at the example of Captain America. Bucky is set up in that first in that first uh, scene and as like the big brother type and all this. And then he's finally, they're reunited. And then he winds up, you think, dying. Yeah. And you, as if you know, if you don't know the comic yeah. books, you're going, oh no, that that's a terrible, that's terrible, because Sebastian Stan at the time wasn't very known. So like, oh man, that's that's emotionally. Then when he comes back, you're like, oh my god, it's Bucky. And then when he gets involved with them and starts working with him, like, okay, these are episodes of a television show. That's the difference of what we're talking about, where you're not necessarily cramming into two hours. You're telling a longer story. Now in Phase Four, it's like. Boom, 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 boom. This is happening. Big explosion. What the hell is happening? There's 75 of those guys and there's 37 of those. And what is happening? You know, it's a mess. The, you know, part of the problem, too, is you're dealing. You don't want to. We still want to know what's happening with these characters we've already met. But part of why phase one worked is this was a brand new story we were walking into. We're getting this weird blend right now of people that we've known for years and where they go next while also getting introduced to the new folks. If we notice most of the ones that are like new new like shang chi we're actually sticking to we're like oh i like that miss marvel i know you have up and down but for the most part people come and go i like that right man i don't know it's, if it's, it's, that one. it's the revisiting into like you know sam and bucky where part of it obviously is going to be the writing but part mm -hmm. of it is like okay but we were kind of already and i don't really this feels like a weird void same thing with ant-man same thing with thor right. it's like this but we kind of finished your story, but, like, this doesn't really feel like a good start. Like, we already know a lot about you. I think it's because like we can compare it to when it was exceptional. Right. Yeah. I think the issue with the yeah, characters that are enough. legacy characters is we remember when we saw those characters and we felt this impossible drive. And when I don't feel that impossible drive, I'm judging it against it. Whereas a new character, I go... I'm interested, and I can I can live at a five. Whereas if I felt a nine, like I did with Winter Soldier, and now I'm seeing Sebastian Stan, and I don't feel that nine, it's like being in a bad relationship. It's also I've like, lost the love. Like it's it's also I'm I'm a '96. I'm watching the '96 Yankees, and they win it, and then they win it again <laughs> in '98, and then they win it again in '99, then they win it again in 2000, and then they they lose a couple tough ones, and then the team. I still love the team, yeah. but I'm like. They're not playing like they should be playing. Like, you know they could be playing better. It's the comparison. Yes. So, like, when the Red Sox, great great parallel, when the Red Sox finally won, it was way bigger to me than you having won those series right, of them right. because suddenly it was new and, and different. And that's DC fans. Right. Exactly. And that's They're DC about to have fans. the James Gunn win. DC I, fans right now are the, are the Red Sox from absolutely. Like, 99. Yeah. They're, they're two years out. It's about to be a, a Bro, beautiful thing. Yeah, just, not 99. I'm no, just, no. It was uh, 2004. I'm just they, Well, they finally they won, won in 2004. But, yeah, yeah but we're, it's what, four years till the movies come out? Yeah, right. right, right, right. <laughs> so I'm saying once they're going to swing. Yeah. I'm just praying so hard that Marvel doesn't become the Dallas Cowboys. They, they're becoming them right now. <laughs> they're on their, they're on a path where they still. They're got in the, the Tony fire. Romo years right now. Well, because because which, I, which I, they just fumbled they, up, right, they right, just, on, right on right on right on the, the end zone. They just entered the Tony Romo years yeah. where there's a lot Phase of five might be. where there's a lot of promise. There is so much talent in what is happening because you just got yeah. your Jonathan Majors as Kang, and you're like. But that's this the could problem. Be, is this the, could be huge. I've never seen but, them squander talent like majors ever. Well, they haven't squandered. They haven't squandered him yet. 
an squandered. entire that's what worries me is an entire film didn't use majors in a way that worked to Tr- set him yeah but up. i'm gonna throw the, but the flip side and again making my point with television he was phenomenal in loki but that, that that's the concern season, is we've seen how good he can be right. so it's the yankees thing well, and now we got a win that doesn't feel like a win because we finally met the guy that we've been like he will get scared so i'll tell you what concerned me the most was when i sat here and i talked to um katie o'brien from mm-hmm. ant-man mm-hmm and I was listening to her, and and even before I, I interviewed her, um, Perry had, was talking to her. Perry had her on for like 40 minutes for talking to her about it. You can see both of those interviews, one of mine and one on Collider. Um, and from she was, they were changing up pages like the day beforehand. And mm. stripping, like she had, and, and like she was, she came in at one point, she was like, she, they, her, her fight scene wasn't supposed to happen at one point. Then like she walked in, like, oh, yeah, your fight scene happens today. And they were changing pages and changing scripts and at one point they were wondering if they, they were going to tie up that whole because she met her character mentions michelle pfeiffer mm-hmm. uh and 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 janet and how, how janet had this whole thing and, and they both michelle pfeiffer and her were like are we going to tie this up and like, we don't have the time and it's like why didn't they have the time because of the freaking yeah. spectacle because they needed to bring in 75 extras and they needed to bring all these people in to have this big fight and they had to use the cgi to blow up you know ant-man at that side and they lost they lost the magic of it uh, we we've, we've already talked about this and i and i think truthfully the real enemy of the mcu here is that they have fallen into the dceu trap of here again here is our slate for the next five years i, think, I don't know that's the biggest problem. i think they're pivoting though i and i think that's they something are. dc didn't do i like that kevin feige came out and was like hey we've been listening to the fans we see the problems we're gonna move this here we're gonna move this here we're gonna only have two this year and i don't think dc ever did that to scale right, listen before we before we move on i do i do want to keep we can continue this conversation too because it's pretty fascinating i like the idea that we can Keep moving into the, the blending of both the Marvel uh, cinematic universe where it is and the potential now of the new DCU. But before I do that, I also want to let you guys know about our friends over at BetterHelp. All right, everybody. So this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Big fans of BetterHelp. You guys have been hearing me talk about it on the show um, over the course of the last couple of months. And it's they've already helped out people on this show they've helped out our audience so i'm very excited that we continue to have a relationship with them because you guys know when you're at your best you can do great things but a lot of times sometimes life can get you bogged down and you can feel overwhelmed like you're not showing up in the way that you want to and working with the therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you because if you feel empowered you're more prepared to take on everything that life throws at you and i like i said i had i had brought this up a couple different times and um and roxy's talked about it too uh she, roxy was looking for somebody to talk to and i had recommended for better help because like i said and i say it many times over we only work with people that really we really believe in and we believe in better help and better help has already helped out roxy and she's uh, she's already talking to somebody and and they, they're really really they're they're great over there um if you're thinking of giving therapy a try BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, it's flexible, it's affordable, and it's entirely online. What you do is you fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime, no additional charge. So if you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. You have to visit betterhelp.com slash big thing today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash big thing. 
All right, once again, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. And as I mentioned yesterday and before, and I was, I'm very thankful to BetterHelp because, um, and I only bring this up because she, she talked about it and she brought it up on the show yesterday. Um, Roxy Stryer was looking for someone to talk to. I had suggested BetterHelp, talking to them, and it's been really helpful. So, if, like I said, if you're able to, to, to do it, check them out, talk to them. It's always good to talk to somebody, so BetterHelp. Um, all right, jumping back into it. Yeah, Winston, you were going to make a point. Yeah, just just it's not to say that I'm not excited about other stuff, but the, part of the issue with putting that slate out there like that, if delays happen, right. if you need more time, Blade. if you look, Blade, for example, th- 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 this idea of you promise me I'm getting the Fantastic Four in 2026. If it doesn't happen in 2026, we're right. riot. Right. You have put yourself under the unnecessary gun when when you look at, what phase one, two, and three all did, you may have given some leeway for the next three or four films to be like, hey, so we're doing a Thor 2, and we're doing uh, a Captain America 2, and we got this new thing, Guardians. But that's that's all we got. We didn't get 20 films, and I think by doing that, you've now put this unnecessary pressure where you got to turn it, you got to turn it, you got to turn it. I think there's the other side of it, too, where the fan entitlement, and I'm using the word entitlement, is they want and expect the end of the movie to set up the next 10 things, and that yes. is a problem where if they don't know what those next 10 things are because they haven't announced this late, then they go like, I don't know, it doesn't feel the same. I want all these Easter eggs and connectivity, and how do I make 87 TikToks about it? I wanted to ask you, so did you see the the tweet from Sandberg about, about Shazam? Yeah. Because gonna, I wanted to bring that up He today. said roll, yeah. and, and then Zach said so Rolling uh, reboot. Yeah, so, yeah. Tell, so tell them. Yeah, what yeah. so um, uh, essentially uh, Sandberg, who's doing Shazam, director, uh, yeah. the director of Shazam, um, essentially somebody was like, well, if this isn't even connected to the DCU, why should I even bother going to see it? And he's like, because it's a movie and we worked hard on it and it's good. Like, what 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 kind of question well, they is asked that? Him about it. Didn't they ask so him a little, a little different? Though. They said they said they asked him if it was gonna if there was gonna be a second one, and he said, "Look, if well, from there's my understanding, he right. said there's potential, but people have to go." Right, and he, it was the conversation went into the fact that we can no longer, and th- that is definitely a look at where we are as a society. But the fact that we can't look at what is directly in front of us. It's what you were just talking about. We have to already see what does it have to do with the future? Mm-hmm. What does it have to do with the next movie, the next TV show? What is, and that's the case in everything in life with social media right now. And yeah, I think social media has caused a different, and in fact, this ties into better help. Yeah. Uh, I think that it's a really interesting thing that societally we've gotten to the point of so much stimuli that unless we're anticipating something, we're not living in the present even yep. part way. Because like better help and, and any therapy, meditation, things that are centering you, things that are helping you be present, things that bring bring you back to this are what we need to focus on. Ironically, 
that Marvel needs meditation. It needs right. to find well, itself again and needs to be present in the, in the movie, not in its next five movies. It needs to be in that movie. So a lot of that, I agree with a lot of that. Um, but the other thing that people don't realize because we're so just accustomed to it at this point mm-hmm. is that the, the idea of a shared universe when Marvel started doing it was something that people kind of, I mean, Kevin Smith did it with clerks, yeah. but it was, but it was, you know, smaller and, and, and it was not as, not as detailed, right? Like there was mentions of like Rick Derris and things of that nature, but like, but it wasn't really a thing that you ever thought you could do because of salaries and all these things that, that were just, how are they going to make that happen? And they made it happen. So by doing that and allow and making that happen, what the audience I think rightfully so does start to expect things because the difference is because you're used to, you're, you're not wrong in that we expect all this stuff, but the reason why we expect it is because it was set up this way by Marvel in a television, in a television aspect, Yes, because, and that's never been done before because the same way that you expect from a TV show, you expect from a TV show when you're like, okay, well look, you've told me now that this is happening at last of us. We know yeah. that we're getting two seasons, right? And then it's like, well, season two is not coming out now. What do you mean? You told me season two is coming out because there was delays. But yeah, that's that's what you expect because that's how television works. And that is unfortunately the position they put Marvel in. I don't blame the fans for that particularly, but the DCU thing is different in, in how it's it's set up. But I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, I, there's, there's, there's only one reason I slightly disagree because a good TV show, for example, yes, I'm aware that you have a 20-episode order for the show, I'm not worried about the next episode until I have fully ingested the sure. fir- the one I'm in. Right. So that's the, why that's I think it's the binge mo- the binge model of Netflix that we've talked about being negative a, a, a decent amount is now what the Marvel model is in a different way. Right. It's people expecting the next thing immediately and therefore not appreciating the thing sure. they are in. Sure. And I think that's why I think Guardians is going to be really interesting because I think Guardians is going to be exceptional. I think Guardians is going to really do well. Everyone's going to go like Marvel problems solved, and then all the conversations we're having are I'm going to be quiet for a minute, and then. And the Marvels is going to come out and the Marvels almost feels like the actual phase five kickoff of stakes because now everyone's in a right. deficit of expectation. Everyone's yeah, worried. Right. And then guardians is going to be its own separate animal. It's yeah. going to break us. And then we got to come back in I, November. I hope so. Mm. And I only say that because there have been a number of those moments that it felt like that's what would happen. Mm hmm. With phase four and phase five so far. And there have been like letdowns. So I, I, I think I speak for all three of us that we really thought that love and thunder was going to be one thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we got in there and it was something completely different. And the same thing with multiverse of madness where it's like Sam Raimi. Like, I mean, there's maybe a little concerns about how he, his style of stuff, but it's Sam effing Raimi. Yes. And, and again, I, I, I'm a, I am a fan of Taika Waititi. I, I really am. I think James Gunn cares more about guardians of the galaxy than Taika, Taika cares about, about Thor. Thor. Okay. And, and, and I, and I think that, um, the emotional level of, uh, in general, what we're going to see in it. Cause you saw stuff at comic con that yeah. I didn't see that apparently was really, really emotional. People were like, we were up and that's, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. And I think that this Talk is... Toy Story 3 here? Yeah, I know. Oh, dude, maybe more. But listen, but listen, the thing is that Gunn talks about... Gunn, Gun, Batista, Zoe Saldana, they all talk about this is the last ride, right? Yeah. And yeah. I think that... I do think it's going to deliver, and I think you're a thousand percent correct that it, in the overall... It does not mean, oh, okay, Marvel's all good now. It doesn't mean that because it is about as standalone as it's going to get. I think mm-hmm. this is Marvel... This is the Guardian send-off. I could not agree more. I think that all the spotlight is going to land on the Marvels, and I think it was a brilliant move for them to move it. I think it gives it time to be 
retooled, and it, it also gives yeah. it time to not live in the Guardian Shadow. Yeah. We're going to go from May, which is, you know, two months from now, so that's a recovery mm-hmm. from Ant-Man. It's going to be like, okay, we, we, okay, good, good. And then we've got four months to digest with a show maybe in between, and then by the time that comes out, they could maybe have every... I think Secret Wars Invasion. Oh, I was like, wait a second. I'm like, that's yeah, two years invasion. away. But Secret yeah. Invasion, that's I think, is not the is last time be... anyone's going to make that mistake oh, on this Jesus. show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think that Secret uh, Wars is going to be the cleansing that a lot of people wanted from multiverse. But I think Secret Invasion, if they do it right, is going to be that Winter Soldier yeah. feel that's going to make us go like, okay, maybe they've got it back. But it's it's brilliant timing. Well, I if think Secret Invasion is gonna is gonna get that feeling of oh, okay, Marvel's got their stuff back together when it comes to the TV shows because mm-hmm. after She Hulk is like, come on. And that what do you do? Like, you know, like that's She Hulk to me is the epitome of of Phase Four of the like. I'm not saying you enjoyed it. You enjoyed it, great. But it's you can't deny that it's not. It, it wasn't that one thing we it, you would watch. It Marvel wasn't Division. No. It wasn't Loki. No. Mar- what was the other show that this year Secret Invasion and there's two. Um, the they were supposed to they're do supposed to be five. They were supposed to do what if season two. They were supposed to do Echo. They were supposed oh, to Loki. Do Loki. Loki. So, but look, okay. So that, that's my point. Look right. at the two we're getting. Those are the ones that I think. I mean, Loki season one is my favorite Phase Four thing next mm-hmm. to Spider Man. I think we're getting the two strongest, and I think yep. they moved the ones we heard some issues with. Yep. I think what if is like a love it or hate it. It's not talked about to scale and Ironheart. So I think it was smart of them to be like, okay, we see that you see the cracks in the armor. Ironheart intended, but you move the ones that are maybe like a B and you keep only the A's. I think that Marvel realized after him and they needed a year. And yeah. the only way they can well, do that is like, and do that's, less. And that, well, that plays into the conversation again with Ant-Man was that we'll go, we'll get into, we'll get into the box office of Ant-Man and the drop because I think this, I think, but I think it, it, it justifies everything that we've been talking about. But mm-hmm. before we do it, you, want, you guys want to make sure you have enough energy to keep up with this conversation. <laughs> get yourself a little bit of the AG1, man. Athletic Greens. I love Athletic Greens so much. I love them. AG1 by Athletic Greens, man. They're so good. They're so good. And this is the other one, the other... This is my wife this morning takes it takes all these vitamins and I go, how do you do that? I, I can't take a whole bunch of vitamins. I like doing it all in one shot. And that's what I do with athletic greens. I love it. I take it all the time. Every day. You guys know that. I mean, how long I've been talking about athletic greens now. Athletic greens. It's, it's better gut health. It's increased energy. It's, you know, for me, it's the sleep quality. That's what I've been doing. The sleep quality is the best. You can do it right. You can, whether you're working out or before you're making your coffee Whatever you're doing, you, it's you feel ready to go, and it's it's like it's the health kick. It really is between my my diet that I have, which I'll tell you about later, and then uh, and athletic greens. I've been doing good. I've been I've been having good energy. People have been noticing that. I like that. It helped me with my energy. And why do you want to take a whole bunch of different things? You just take this, and that's it. You put it in. A, I take it in a bottle of water, and I shake it up, and I love it. And AG1 was designed with ease in mind so you can live healthier and better with having to do a lot. People love it. Uh, Katie Sackhoff is, like I said, she's coming in on Monday, and I talked about Athletic Greens on the show, and she loves Athletic Greens. And I'll talk, and she, I'm going to leave that in the show when she says it, of course. It's delivered to me every month, very easy to make it a daily habit. So if you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens, it gives you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. But you have to go to athleticgreens.com slash big thing athleticgreens.com slash big thing. All right, thank you again to our friends over at Athletic Greens. AG1, I'm telling you, we, we've we been with them for a long time. I'm so glad that they're with us. People ask all the time, how can you help out the show? Get yourself some some Athletic Greens. I've been seeing it. I've been seeing the comments. People are like, I tried it. For the people who who just got it recently, let me know how you've been enjoying it. And for people who've been on the fence about it, get it. 
try it. Let me know. I have not heard complaints from people who have gotten it. I really haven't. Um, I think one person said they had to poop a little bit, and then once they pooped, they they got out, and that was and they sounds were, like they, they needed to go. Sounds yeah. like it was helpful. Yeah, that was it. Do you remember good. ice? It's like Winston, he he had to try it a second time, but I changed the game. I had, I had cold water. Cold, just, cold, I'm just wa- saying, cold water, cold water, cold water. Yeah, uh, do not. Use warm water, no. but cold water, it's delicious. It is. But it's amazing how, how, it how really it changes. It really does. Um, okay, so the box office on Ant Man. So let's, it lost to Cocaine Bear one day. People are like, oh, it, co- it lost to Cocaine Bear. No, it lost to Cocaine Bear one day. I, I mean, that's still a revelatory still, thing. It's, 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 a second weekend Marvel movie losing to a movie called Cocaine Bear. In one day, 100%. You're not wrong, but, <laughs> but it didn't lose the weekend. No. And, but still, it made thirty two million, massive drop, and then Cocaine Bear at twenty three. It's and now with 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 Creed coming out, and then John Wick and Scream. Also, and, nobody's and talking Shazam. about a second weekend Marvel movie. No, it's not. It's only made, it's made, and, and I should say it's only made three hundred and sixty seven million worldwide. Off of um, what budget? I, it's two, at I think. least two hundred, and that's not that's not including marketing. So, yeah, so right, it, it call it call it about four fifty five. So it's still we're, in the red. We're gonna get we're gonna get close to a Black Adam situation yeah. for this one. Um, you're gonna get you're gonna probably I mean, and considering it's a third movie, this is a major disappointment. A major disappointment. This even, is up there even if it makes a little, yeah, yeah, because BBS for sure. like you know you've got the two most marketable characters of all time. Maybe yeah. may, like I'll even say of all time, like Batman and Superman are maybe the most marketable characters. Mm-hmm. And you're introducing Wonder Woman, and you're about to kick off a universe, and that dropped sixty seven percent. If memory serves, this was seventy two. Uh, yeah, it surpassed. Uh, I was reading the, I was watching the Hollywood Reporter thing on it, but yes, it surpassed B- BVS for having over a hundred million in its opening weekend release for the biggest drop off. It's a for massive a movie to drop. That. It's, 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 and I think crazy. a lot of that is, you know, and and it's funny because I, I think it's a travesty that it was this movie and not Thor: Love and Thunder that did this. The, Thor: Love and Thunder should have been the one that that. That ate it, and even Doctor Strange. I out of the three of those movies, I like this one the best out of the three. I, think of them I do too. Sure. Actually, yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you why it, it happened though. Cumulative. It's, yeah. Yes. Yes. It's 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 because people are tired of people, it. People people were like, oh okay, that wasn't exactly what I thought this multiverse of madness thing would be. But all right, oh that wasn't exactly what I thought Thor was. She Hulk's okay, not right. Yeah. Oh, she all. And so by the time you got to Ant Man, all it took was one person to be like. It was uh, no, that I'm good. It's I losing kept its saying, gusto, man. It's, I kept Marvel's saying Phase gusto. Five was going to turn things around, and I kept saying all through Phase Four, I'm like, I trust them. It's Marvel. I trust them. I think this was the moment of people are like me. We're like, I don't know. Like maybe I put my faith too much. Yeah. And at the end of the day, Marvel's still done eighty percent great. It's still a much stronger than not. Sure. The problem is all the recent stuff. It's hard to remember that feeling of Iron Man One at this point. Yeah, like so, it's hard to feel that. So are we watching a a kind of like superstar? athlete in their decline blew out his knee like they 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 went they were in those peaks they were absolutely crushing and now you're watching a kobe a jordan a drew Brees, where like we used to just synonymous with greatness and now you're like it's okay i think it's one of two things i think it's either brady once he left the patriots and like you know he played and there were some great games and he had some chances or I mean, or like, which he's is basically still got a chip, though. That's the thing. Well, that's and what he's saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, there'll be moments, and you'll see some great games, and uh-huh. like, I think the Guardians will be like some great, like, oh my God, it's Brady's back. Or it's the eye of the hurricane, and they had to recalibrate from basically a really rough lockdown. They had to recalibrate from the pandemic. They had to realize what they were again, and then we come back, and it's back to being this whirlwind. Yeah, it's like, like, I, it could I, be the eye of the hurricane. But it's, I'm the, it's the same thing. Like what we talked about, we can bring it back to DC now. With when it comes to Swamp Thing, the conversation we had a little while ago, right? And it's the first question, and all the questions that people would ask James Gunn if they had him in an interview. The first thing that I would ask him is about is about Swamp Thing. Not because it's my most anticipated, because I think it has the most potential to be like a Blumhouse type movie mm-hmm. with a 
$40 million budget with an opportunity to make a real profit on it instead of throwing that star, that superhero movie budget at it. And, and then, you know, the, Oh, wait a minute. It didn't, it, it just made $300 million and it lost money. When, if you make it at a $40 million and it makes 30, 300 million, then it makes a big profit. Like you look at what black Adam did. You look at what Ant-Man did stop with these budgets. And it's also the simple, if you want to simplify, and I've been talking about this forever with Terminator, if they, mm-hmm. if like I, if they ever do another Terminator movie, because Terminator right now is one of those things. It's like it's beaten to death, and nobody wants to see it anymore, right? I still think that if they come back and they did a 1984 version of that movie with, and I don't mean setting it in 1984. I mean, I mean actually like the type of budget and the type of low science fiction horror film you can make hand over fist with the with the kind of profit that that movie would make. And the same thing could be said if you start to. Switch it up and try it with the with the Marvel movies. Try it with the DC movies. Try it and see, like, okay, let's lower the budgets a little bit. And I know that stars have big price tags and everything, too. Offer them some of the budget. I mean, offer them some of the, the, the points. Offer I mean, that's how points. Downey made so much money. Exactly. It's like, stop with these $200 million. It's one of the reasons why Spielberg pulls Tom Cruise to the side and says, you saved Hollywood's ass. People are like, oh, why is he taking shots at Marvel and everything, too? He's not. The point is oh, that's that so it's funny. The, I didn't even think of it that way. Yeah, but, it's, it's, but it's the only thing, it, when it's the only game in town, people, like, you can't just assume that everyone loves comic book movies. We do. We talk about it on the show all the time. But there are people who want to go to the movies. And what Spielberg was telling Tom Cruise was, thank you for getting people who, besides just comic book movie fans, Getting people back into the theater. That's what saved Hollywood's ass, not just the comic book. Yeah, I, but you know what's funny about that is who is really to blame? Like, because the, the more it's I think about Marvel's it. Fault. It's not the, it's not no, 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 fault. No, 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 I know, but at a certain point, I got to look at the studio heads and, and the fact that they, yes, yes, it was a cash cow. Let's not pretend yeah. like it wasn't dominating, but any innovator, any any coach, again, if you want to take this to sports, I don't care what kind of game plan you came into. At a certain point, you the other gameplay. team are going to figure it out. It's about adjustments. If you do not make the adjustments to be ready for the next step, you're screwed. And, and that's, that's right. what I think Kevin Feige is doing right now. And that, that's why it could I be the eye of the hurricane. That's also I, I why Iger stepped in. I, I 100% agree. And I think that, honestly, them being public about it is why I think it's the eye of the hurricane, not Brady. Mm. Because them going like, hey, uh, the movie's not even out yet. We're going to move the Marvels. We're going to get ahead of this. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel reactionary. It felt like they were like, we know we're not where we need to be. Let's solve the problem. And that's why I'm worried about the Guardians conversation. That's why I'm worried about the comfort of how good that movie's going to be throwing things off. But since they moved the Marvels before Guardians, now I think we're in a better place. And since they moved the shows, they, all those things. They need to be. Because the thing is, with if Guardians doesn't deliver, which I think it will, but if it doesn't deliver, and, and not just box office-wise, in general, yeah. right? If Guardians doesn't... The, they're, they're, they're approaching dangerous territory. Because if you look at all the drop-offs, I mean, we were talking about 72% for this. Uh, a lot of the biggest drop-offs have been in the Phase 4 films. Right. Like, if you look at the yeah. way the momentum's going, and it was funny, one of the biggest drop-offs is Spider-Man No Way Home, but that just made so much money. Yeah. So that one always feels like an asterisk. Like, when you look at them, though, it's it's the but recent it's a Sony ones, movie too. It's, it's also a Sony what's movie. The la- what's the last, you and I were talking about this, what's the last great Marvel MCU movie? Endgame. The last great, great. one. That's it. Last Shang-Chi is two-thirds great. Yeah, right. I'm talking about full package. Yeah. Full yeah. package. Not a movie that's like, you know, like for me, Shang-Chi had me for the first two. You're, you're right. not counting Spider-Man. No, because it's a Sony movie. 
I mean, it's still Mar- It's still an MCU movie, but uh-huh. I'm talking about last great Marvel, Marvel Studios movie. I guess that was the part that I was always confused about. I thought that that was that was a Marvel Studios. Sony is just like in there helping out. Oh, no, it's, no. it's a it's a it's Sony. A so- film. It's a Sony okay. movie. Marvel right. Marvel. It, well, because of the collaboration, they they have this the story that combines that fits sure. the MCU. Okay. That okay. that was the agreement there. But Sony's Sony's tag, making the money not in association yeah. with because of that story. Yeah. But it's still a Sony film. That's okay. why when you get okay. the invite to the screenings, it's coming it's from in from Sony. Sony. It's not coming in from okay. Disney, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, so if, if Guardians doesn't deliver, they're in major trouble. Yeah, but we think it will. If Marvels doesn't deliver, and it's the same type of thing where it's like over CGI and mm-hmm. the C, and, and it doesn't and it doesn't land with people, they're gonna they're gonna really have to maybe re, maybe going back to Winston's point is they're gonna have to revamp the idea of these are all the movies that we have coming out now. It's like maybe, maybe you just focus in on on Fantastic Four and X Men now, and that's what you got to do. I, I'm sorry that I'm on such a sports trip today, but it reminds me of when LeBron went to Miami. Not four rings, not five yeah. rings, not six, not sim. Focus on this season. Right. Yeah. Focus on right now. Right. And it's very interesting how even with LeBron, there was a point where he stopped making that grandiose. Like, that feels like a young guy move to be like, I'm going to bring every championship ever to this place. Focus on the three movies coming out this year and make that your priority. Focus, instead of on eight TV shows, focus on two. And well, and to be fair to them, I, th- I think a lot of that had to do with Chapek. I think Chapek wanted every month yeah. a new show. He and, and I think I are coming back. I think there's two really, really good things about to happen. One, the next movie after Guardians is Nia DaCosta. And I think that she is a genius of visuals and low budget. Candyman is such that's a Marvel. Can, yeah, okay. Candyman shocked me with how much I loved it. Uh, they should have done Kang in a forty million dollar movie. Let Jonathan Majors play and flex. And I think she will. Yeah. Like I think if they'd made a forty million, if they'd used the budget of Ant Man one, but, not but had Jonathan to, Majors that's, in that's, it, that's the thing though. Look, look at look at Eternals, man. Like I'm trying to, and, and we like the Eternals, right? The love. I think that uh, Chloe Zhao was making all these other movies that for like seventeen dollars. And then, she, and then and 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 then they give her and then they give her like two hundred million dollars, and it's like you know that if you would have given her forty, it would have been a different. It would have been, it, but but it's still she would have done amazing work with it. But she you give her two hundred million, Bro, she, goes, she goes of course. I'm not even trying to restart beef, but I just see Brett sitting over there now. I'm just thinking about y'all going in and Rob Zombie and what he got eleven. <laughs> well, we said we said forty. We said we said because he and we, Brett and I were talking about the other day. We were we were, we were going. We went to that Mandalorian event, yeah, yeah. and we were driving over, and we we're like, "What if Rob Zombie's there?" And I, and I go, "I I guarantee that because he tweeted out after we put that video out, and that video did pretty well. He tweeted out, he goes." Who's saying we had, I had a $40 million budget? And you're going through it. And we're not the only ones who are saying it. But I was like, I'm guaranteeing you. That guy's like, Part he, of that conversation. he hates us. He hates I don't blame him. But he hates us. So, so, the, and the, the other, so one was that. Two uh, is bring Rob Zombie to the MCU. No, yeah, uh, two yeah. is, if you look at the directors that DCU is bringing in, Ben Affleck is the rumor. James Mangold seems locked in. James Gunn. Look yeah. at those type of directors. What Marvel hasn't announced is the X-Men directors. What they haven't announced is... is So I think the stumble happening right now might be great because we're about to go into a new world of Marvel with X-Men and Fantastic Four and those things. It might be good for DC to be gaining power and Marvel to be stumbling yeah. when they're about to go uh, into their next... True. Mar- Marvel needs... Uh, my opinion is this. I, I think you... you you get you get to this multiverse thing and all that because the multiverse. As much as I love multiverses and everything, too, it ain't working. It's just not working. And I think that you 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 basically get to a point 
you wrap it up, yeah. and then you just focus, and you get as simple as possible, and you focus on Fantastic Four, and you focus on X-Men. Call it a day. I, I don't disagree with you in the sense that the one thing that they, that worked for them, yes, you had the obscurity of, say, the Guardians, but that's because you, even though they were technically B-listers compared to, say, the X-Men, Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, Batman, and Superman, and all that, you came in with your quote-unquote A-listers for the MCU of the, the OG Avengers, so Iron Man, Hulk, Captain America, yeah. Thor. You don't really kind of have that right now. You do they that with the X Men. They sort of are around. Yeah, but that's you can do that. Really. But you but do that with the X Men. Because look and at because look already at, bankable. Right, well, you don't at, have to right. invent a, a new Iron Man. Like you, Iron Man is is a C list character. Downey made great. Right. Wolverine's Wolverine. Like right. you know what I mean? Cyclops right. is Cyclops, and he's never been done right. But look at what they did. What Fox did poorly. They were trying to do it. They just did it poorly because they didn't really get it. It's like it's it's similar to me in like the way that Kathleen Kennedy looks at Star Wars, the way that the Fox executives kind of looked at at X Men, is that they would make these movies and then they put Deadpool in the movie, but they taped up his his, his right. mouth, like the stuff, the stupid things that but they. But hold on, but, but hold on, but the, but the stuff that they did inside of that, they were trying to get these movies made, and they were trying to do whether it was a Gambit movie, and they were trying, which I think in theory was a good move, but I yeah. remember. It, Gambit was going to be like $210 million. That was insane. It was insane, which is smartly they didn't do that. But they tried to do these spinoff movies. That's what Marvel should do is essentially exactly what they did with the X-Men. I mean, with, with the Avengers. Just start to make the standalone movies. Make it about the X-Men. Get away from all these side character stuff right now because it's not working. It's not working. Just focus on the, on the X-Men. Build that out. Have the Fantastic Four in there. That's your movies from like 2025 until like 2030. And the genius of it is X Factor, X Force, X Men. You can actually do all of these different things yeah. like Marvel wants, but it is canon in a way that will tell a cohesive story as opposed to like, let's try to bring this over here. Like, as much I loved their Daredevil She Hulk episode because that works with those characters. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of other times they have team ups now, it's because like this actor's popular and this actor's uh, popular. 100%. And that's the first time I felt like Marvel is, is cowtailing to pressure, not to story. At the pressure part of it, you could not be more right about. And I also said, I'm, I'm, and I brought this up many times over, that what I, you never heard, you never heard Feige talk about, like, this is a so-and-so movie, like the director, this is, a, this is, no, this is a genre, this is crime. We brought this I'll person in. I'll never forget, bro. And, you, you made a face. Yeah. We, we were at Love and Thunder. We, we went to this Love and Thunder, they made it, they had, and Kevin Feige was doing an interview. Yeah. And they asked him, and it was a right question to ask. They said, oh, every movie that you guys have done you've done the crime heist movies you've done the john hughes type thing you've done the uh the science fiction opera what genre is this movie it's a taika watiti movie oh no and nothing <laughs> against taika at that at that point christian was like i think i want to leave yeah. like he was i don't need to see was, this i'm good and i love and i loved ragnarok yeah i loved ragnarok but that's not it's not a it, it has a taika flavor to it yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. not a taika it's, yeah, it's yeah. a space fantasy it is and, and what's funny is if you say a david fincher movie that doesn't necessarily mean it's not in a genre though no yeah david but, fincher but like, almost has has taken on his own genre for but sure, batman for works sure. as a david fincher yes, thing yes. but but it's interesting that when you say taika we both go oh well yeah i mean look and if somebody said like look this and, and if some and if he would have said the same type of thing like you know, we've got a little bit of a Tarantino vibe to this one. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, oh, okay, I get what you're going for here. But it's like, it's it's different. It's like, it's... Oh, it's and, the whole painting. It's, yeah. it's it's like, it's you need accent of Taika, yeah, not the I mean, whole... Or maybe I don't like the genre of what uh, Taika has been for that particular movie. And that's that was the other thing I was going to say, is that I, I really do like Taika and the work that he's put out, but I can also see, knowing that the stuff that he is most famous for, you have Ragnarok, sure, 
But like but he didn't write that did, movie. He he co- right. he, he, had, he added but stuff to what, it. What we do in the shadows. Uh, yeah. Jojo Rabbit, which I love Jojo Great, Rabbit. Yeah. Um, but that is highly satirical. Yeah, you know, like, I wouldn't um, necessarily want Wes Anderson making an X Men movie, but I love right. Wes Anderson movies. Like if you like if you look at Taika's movies that I love, like Boy and uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, that's because they don't have to tie into this world. Yes. Let it be. That's why I'm excited for Rebel Moon because I right. would love to see Zack Snyder not have to play with IP. He does his own thing, right? Make a Star yeah, Wars that's right. Star Warsless, right? And that, that's exactly, and that's ultimately I think the smart move of why he did what he did. But um, oh, look, but I'll tell you what, right now, Marvel, they got they have their work cut out for them, right? DC. They're established, but they need to kind of have that move. You know who's the the new kid on the block and kicking ass? Boom. That's right. Boom Studios. And how about that announcement? Dude. Okay, guys. Go ahead. You tell us first. Something is killing the children. A book I have talked about since 2018 going into 2019. A book that I've been obsessed with. A book that you can go back and watch an episode of Comic Book Shopping with me and Damon Lindelof. And Damon Lindelof's an actual Weekly Wednesday Warrior. The challenge of finding a book that man hadn't read. This was so obscure, the great Damon Lindelof didn't know it, is now getting a Netflix show. Uh, a Netflix show from a team that is crushing it, that Christian loves particularly. He's, he's talked about them on this show. And dark. it is going to be, I mean, the book is called Something is Killing the Children. No, no, no. no. <laughs> the, the name of the show is Dark from oh, Netflix. Oh, and, and, like, yeah, and 1899 1889. I can't remember. I didn't watch so it. So people came out and they were like, why would they work with Netflix again? And I think there's an issue of, of understanding the industry side. When you have something and you have a deal with someone, it's good to work with people you know. So clearly they have faith in this team and the show didn't work out in the way they wanted to. So I'm ever more excited because boom is we talk about all the time very studio based they're called boom studios they seem to be playing in all sorts of mediums they have like long-term goals they know what the market is and now they're tapping into the tv market with an incredible team and an incredible book and i i literally i I was so overjoyed at this announcement um i think this is the perfect blend to take these guys to the next level boom is going to be Everywhere, I'm so excited, and that's not even what we're talking about with them. Today. No, no, it's it's, it's, it's not. Did you hear that announcement? I, yeah, I did. Oh, okay, hear that. I was no, afraid. no, no. That's that's why I wanted you to bring up for sure. But like, okay, I was like, did I mention no, the wrong and thing? the fact that no, that's that, that's absolutely right. But how about this? You talk about other dude. Stuff that they also, do cross have. it over. It's amazing. So Mixed Buffy mediums, man. yeah, out this week. Boom Studios, the brand new story from the universe of Buffy the Last Vampire Slayer. It is the post-apocalyptic Elseworlds-esque setting established in the breakout hit miniseries from 2001. And the standalone special... What's that? 2021, excuse me. The standalone special reunites the creative team on the original book. Writer Casey Gilley and artist Joe Jarrow, colorist Joanna Lafuente, and the letterer Ed Dukeshire for another thrilling story that puts Buffy, Angel, and Thess on a collision course with a mysterious new form of vampire. This is so cool that they were able to do Buffy. I, I absolutely love it. Fans of Buffy are not going to want to miss this one. Buffy the Last Vampire Slayer special number one. It's out now at your local comic book store. And if you're late to the party on The Last Vampire Slayer Universe, the original miniseries is available as a collection now wherever books are sold. Also, out this week from Boom Studios is Magic Number 24, the penultimate installment in the hit series based on the universe of Magic the Gathering. I know that Ellis right now is probably reading it. Um, With just one issue to go before the epic finale of The War of Fate and the entire series, now is the perfect time to catch up on this multiverse of adventure. So, all right, you guys checked it out. Winston, what are your thoughts on some of this stuff? so I didn't even know about the the last Slayer universe, and so now it's it's similar. It's right <clears throat> up your alley, it, a thousand percent. Yeah. So now all of a sudden I want to go run back and try and find, uh, you know what what came before it. But I we have connections. 
<laughs> and no people. Yeah. I mean, we'll let a brother know because yeah. you know we broke right now, so I'll take it. <laughs> um, but I, 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 one the art is beautiful. Mm. It is. It is. That is the one thing I have to give Boom credit for across the board. It's not to say that you know other comic book studios and stuff like that uh, don't have beautiful artwork. Consistently, with every single title that we've seen, my mind has been blown by how, how no filler artists, are. no people that don't feel like they fit the tone of the book. No, it 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 is it it. It by itself tells its own story with the, the stylings that they're doing with this. But I just love very much in the beginning, you automatically get that Buffy, like that angsty in your face attitude feel right out of the gate. Um, I, I am absolutely ecstatic for this. And like I said, I'm going to be going looking up the previous stuff. But even this this opening, uh, this opening fight sequence <laughs> had Pretty me great. laughing yeah. while it was happening. So, yeah. Uh, I love, uh, going off your thing with the art, I love that the tones of the books always feel accurate to the world because I don't know magic as well. And and I think that the Buffy tone is really hard to walk because it's uh, youthful but not sophomoric. It's not immature, but it's fun. It, it's a really hard line to walk, especially all these years later, mm-hmm. and they nail it with this book. And then the magic world, the art and the feel, it feels epic in scope, but I love that Boom chooses to kind of button their arcs. Like, like 25 is a good amount to buy. Like, that's a yeah. good amount to consume. It doesn't feel overwhelming to dive into. And, like, Berserker, uh, Berserker's uh, final issue of this arc is out on the 15th, and I like that it's 12. That's, that's a big trade, or it's two small trades. It's all really attainable for comic fans. People that don't know comics, it's hard to look at Spider-Man 762 and be like, right. okay, right. as opposed to, like, these worlds they make contain. So I, I just think they know the modern comic fan uh-huh. more than other studios might because there is a different thing because of these movies, because of these shows. You want to get people started in a comic store and you don't want it to be oppressive. So I love that they are a, an approachable studio. Well, this is also, I've been getting, like, the second that story broke, um, they were teaming up with the team from Dark and um, it was because we were talking about that 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 book. You've been talking about that book forever. 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 And, but it also is something that we've been talking about is they are making a move because they do so many different genres, right? They do so many different things. They have IPs that you know, whether it's Buffy, Magic the Gathering, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers, like the stuff that they have. Yes, but it's the original stuff also and this other things that they have and playing in the science fiction and the horror and the thrillers. This is not the last time we're going to hear about their stuff. And like you said with Berserker and other things, you're going to keep hearing about them because they are doing what we just talked about. And that's hitting from the lower budget side, and not mm. like not like you know three million dollars. They're 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 putting money into it, but they don't need to spend two hundred, three hundred million dollars. And I hope that when they have the means that they you know maybe 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 they do right now. I don't know, but if it, when they do that, they don't because it's stuff like this. These are the types of stories that they're making. That if they continue to do this and make stuff like this and. I mean, the Magic, the Gathering stuff, and putting that in there and taking I know that Magic and both Buffy have already have stuff that they're, that they're working on, but I'm just talking about what Boom does in general. They're doing things the right way, the way the studio does. And, and, and I would say that whether or not they were uh, sponsoring this part of the show or not, it's, it's, it is, it's, it's, again, going back to what the conversation I had with you guys the other day about other sponsors, right? We get people involved in this show that we believe in, that we want to, that we would tell you guys about. And that's why we're partnering up with Boom, because look at what they're doing. I, and I also think that there's nobody that's in the position of they've learned 
from so many other comic companies. And right now is this golden age of comic book adaptation. So in this unique, incredible spot where not only is everyone in-house a giant comic fan and make great comic books, but we're seeing adaptations happen in real time. Something is killing children's only, I said, what, 2018, 2019, three, four years old. So the fact that in real time, like, that's not how things usually work. So we just talked about Spider-Man, how, like, you were like, is it Marvel or Sony? That is a thing that will never happen for them because they're all in, these are their books. This is their thing they can make. So I just love that we're living in a time to see something happen in real time. Like Berserker is finishing in two weeks this arc, but the movie's making moves. We're getting a show. We're getting all these things because they can make this stuff. So excited. Listen, man. So we had a we had a pretty it was funny because we came in we were like okay we have a couple things we want to talk about and we want <laughs> but it's really it, it but it is really that that time to talk about this right now and it's a question that goes to you guys is Marvel in trouble is, is the MCU in trouble um, what do you guys think let us know in the comments for sure do you think like Coy said can they bounce back should they focus on Fantastic Four should they fan, uh, should they focus on X Men and then bouncing into the Ben Affleck story as well, too. Do you think that Ben Affleck should direct The Brave and the Bold? Is that going to be the movie that he does? And obviously, check out the stuff from Boom Studios. All right, Winston, A. Marshall, where can they find you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can find me at the Swaggy Blurred on all the platforms, man. Uh, it's Friday today, so that means that uh, episode two of the Bel Air Review should be out. Uh, watch the Throne Podcast with me, myself, and Matt Thomas. Definitely check that. Uh, and then go follow me over on TikTok, man. I got some fun content over there right now. You can find me at that name on uh, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. I'm trying to grow my YouTube, trying to do more out of the theater reviews. I enjoy just like walking to the theater and talking about movies with you guys. Uh, and I'm going to start doing uh, Wu-Tang and American Saga is back. And that is one of my favorite shows on TV that I don't feel what? like people are talking about. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Nobody's talking about it. It came back. Did you not know it was back, or you just can't believe he watched I it? I didn't know that the coins watching Wu-Tang. Oh, dude, I Wu-Tang is... Wu-Tang, we can't tell you nothing to F with. Dude, what they've accomplished, <laughs> what they've accomplished in that show is literally the Avengers for TV. If you watch oh, that show, they've got, like, Method and RZA and all these different superheroes that team up to Boy. make this show. It's perfect. Liquid swords. Stop. Stop. Black explaining the Wu Tang American Saga <laughs> to me, bro. I am aware. I'm capes and cowls explaining. You didn't know the Liquid Swords. You never people. heard Liquid Swords. No, but if you if you look at our audience, if you look at the capes and cowls audience, and you yeah. parallel it to the Avengers, then they might watch oh, Wu Tang and American Saga yeah. on Hulu, which just came back for season three on February. That's man Wu Tang ain't nothing. So ever. good, dude. Dude, he he did that at a Minions uh, yeah. party, and it was all like these seven year olds, and he didn't censor it, and I was like, this is Wu Tang. Like it was incredible to see kids being like. Yeah, and discover the power of Wu. So good. All right, listen. Thank you guys for joining us. Yeah, thank you guys for joining us. Make sure again, comment, subscribe if you haven't done that already. Very, very important to do that. Please hit that button. We're almost at seventy thousand, so do it. Spotify, man. Like I said, don't worry. I'm putting. I probably I'm going to put this up on Spotify at the same time. I I love people to get upset when you don't post it on Spotify <laughs> right away, uh, and that's a good thing. Get yourself one of those shirts, whether it's Sith Council or Capes and Cowls or whatever it might be. Make sure you do that. And then Patreon, man, really help the show out if you join. Patreon.com slash The Big Thing Show. we got a lot of benefits over there for you. So check it out, everybody. All right. For myself and Winston and Coy, it's Capes and Cows, everybody. We appreciate you. And thank you once again to the great art of Wicked Art. We out.